Hey everybody, it's Adam here, and I wanted to give a quick rundown of today's episode before it begins. You know, we haven't done a big interview really since April of last year, so it's been a year. So anyone that's joined us since then, for big interviews and big guests, we do hold the beer review for the end of the episode. So after the intro opens up, we will have our guest on. Today's guest is Joe McHale. We're so thankful that he was able to provide time to be on the show. And I'm going to be honest that there were some bits and questions and segments that we had planned that do come off awkward in the end due to our uh, poor time management of uh, previous questions and whatnot and uh, trying to really stick with that list and just uh, trying to get back in the groove of things. But overall, I mean, this is going to be a fun episode for you guys to listen to. This was fun for us. I mean... It was it was great. It was amazing. So please enjoy this episode right about now. You're listening to Opinions and Beer. Wow. You put a lot of oxygen into the fermenting yeast, they go aerobic and they start multiplying. Great American ale off. Cause of death. Dun dun dun. It's the worst than Bud Light. <laughs> Straight up ten. All right. All right. Beer and opinions, opinions and beer. A podcast (laughs) with two guys and another guy. Heck yeah. It's all dudes here. What is that weird? No, okay. All dudes here on opinions and beer. Yeah. We have the same mic of a different color. Yeah, you got the Yeti? Hey, I have a blue. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually uh, really good. Especially once you find tweak it comes through great i mean i use it all the time so. how did you tweak yours um so i use a program called obs open broadcasting source and you can okay. put like a, a couple of filters on there oh. probably the best one to put on there is noise gate because that uh cancels out like fans and stuff in the background if you have like kids and stuff that's called obs it's uh obs it's, uh, that should be easy to find yeah yeah you'll find it trust me it's a OB. It's free program too so Okay. Hi, guys. Hey. hey how you doing? Excuse, I'm well. Excuse my dog freaking out downstairs. He wants to be let out, and I'm not going to let him out. Well, that's up to my 12-year-old, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm focusing on you guys and your wonderful outfits. Oh, hey, thank thanks, you. Thanks, man. Wow. This, is, uh, this is from Korea. This oh. <laughs> I, at, at no point did I ask, but that's great. <laughs> that's great. Are you drinking beer right now? I am. We have uh, we have Imperial King Cakes out, but uh, Look at you. for uh, for you because you're on the show, we did buy Carol Did It. It's a ra- <laughs> it's a ra- <laughs> it's a raspberry mango wheat by Buxton Brewing Company. And, they got uh, that out fast, <laughs> really fast, guys. So, mango wheat. Yeah, yeah. Raspberry, like a, raspberry mango. Raspberry wheat. That sounds like a granola, a bowl of granola. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I would honestly say that uh, Tiger King stuff exploded pretty fast down here just because we're already kind of like a smaller community. So once quarantine and lockdown started, like, yeah, everybody was like, hey, isn't that the guy from down the road? Right. <laughs> You're, wait, where are you guys located? We're in uh, southeast Texas. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's, yeah. Oh, well, southeast. But uh, how long of a drive is it to Oklahoma? Probably like 
three hours, maybe? Three, Oklahoma. Six oh, hours. yeah, I guess so. Maybe three. I, I mean, it depends. It's like four or five hours. We, yeah, we I can't imagine the, the explosion of people. I mean, it's a weird... If there was no pandemic, that zoo would be the busiest zoo in America. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Jeff Lowe would be printing uh, affliction t-shirts uh, out for himself because I think he uses them as currency. Uh, Man, I've got to say, like, your interview with them was just absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, I, I watched a bunch of interviews with them prior to that. And like, really, like, just you interacting with them was just so good. It's like you had something to say for pretty much everything they brought up. And I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, well, my goal was to, I interviewed each of them for an hour and oh, they, okay. they boiled it down to seven minutes. But my goal was to make them uh, human beings because everyone is referring to them as characters. And I was yeah. like, these are people. These are pe This is not a... Uh, this is not a play and it's not a drama and it's not really even like the real housewives because those shows are all scripted and they're all they're all you know they go into them like it's an improv show i mean they're all kind of heightened versions of themselves but these were just people being filmed and joe exotic is obviously that over the top but people kept referring to i was like no saf really had his arm ripped yeah. off and yeah. so so there was, I, I, my, I really wanted to boil it. I wanted to get good, like real reactions from them and find out who they, who they were. And, you know, uh, so <laughs> make anyway. fun of their shirts. <laughs> Some people make still don't get it. I had a conversation the other day where they, uh, they assumed that that was just based off a true story. I'm like, no, oh, those are the people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real people. I mean, like, yeah. It's really, I mean, when they say like, who would you like to cast in the, who would be cast you in a movie? And I'll, I kept thinking like, yeah, there's probably going to be a movie, but it's going to be very difficult to capture the mayhem and the reality of what it was. And because obviously it's the most famous documentary series in history now, yeah, but it's yeah. going to be hard to <laughs> kind of rise to the level that this just the, the, the actual people got to. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so relatable, I'd say, because like, seriously, like around here, I mean, that's, that's, how people genuinely are like they come out yep. across that and it seems it, it goes to show how kind of disconnected the country is from each other because like you said like a lot of people see them and they're like oh these are you know they're like stereotypical they're, characters they're characters like, right well i mean that's just the way of life down here <laughs> right but you yeah. you're there is a, but you would you say that obviously joe exotic is a unique okay. personality I mean, but that's like, he's got to be trying to do like a role or something, right? Like, well, uh, the man obviously is a showman and an extreme extrovert. Magic and shit. Yeah, I know. He's a performer. So yes, there's, you know, when that, as, uh, as that one producer said that every time the camera would turn on, he would fire someone to just create more drama. So in his case, he probably obviously is a heightened, but when he showed up at Travis's funeral dressed as a priest and then s talked about his balls and then <laughs> sang a song. I don't, you know, that there, there, there's a disconnect there. That's not, uh, you know, a tip how typical human beings behave. Yeah, in those sorts no, of there's an intense amount of narcissism there. Uh, yeah. And it's funny. I got my, and people were so angry with me asking all the, uh, the, the people that I interviewed, they were angry with me asking the question, do you think he should be in jail? And no, I was that's like, a good that question. 
Yeah, it's like it doesn't seem a like a hard hitting question, and B, I think that's not unfair to ask. And then then they were like, "You're making fun of them," and I was like, "I did make fun of Jeff's affliction T-shirt." Yeah, collection. <laughs> There's no doubt that but I made I mean, fun of. But I mean, what was the answer from most people whenever it was you unanimous? Asked that? Fucking yeah, he needs to be locked up. And yes. it's crazy how there's like a bunch of like petitions and stuff going on right now saying like, oh, you should be out. But right. Well, even I mean, Sap, you- yeah, even Sap, who was like, who said I, he loved working there and had a good relationship with Joe. And I asked all that. I was like, and do you think you should be in jail? And, and Sap was like, absolutely. So <laughs> even the people that got along with him was like, oh, yeah, he was committing crimes. So, yeah. I, you know, if this is, yeah, I, it's. It's I, this is going to be. I mean, as I've told told other people, Joe Exotic is the happiest person in jail. Ever. Oh, for sure, for sure. Nobody has been happier. The, he he's probably he can't. Uh, yeah, the only thing that he's probably the only thing that's bothering him is that he's not free. But that is very little on the list uh, because I think he's probably experiencing extreme joy at his fame. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we love talking about Joe Exotic, but, you know, we, we rarely get to talk to Joel McHale, so. That's, wanna... well, it's so rare that it's never happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One might And say. will never happen again. Okay. <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have never spoken. Never spoken, uh, yeah. This... We were in that band together. That was so fun, but. Uh, yeah. But that was, those were the days. You played those piano for a little bit, right? I play piano. I play yeah. harpsichord. No, I thought I he played accordion. Key, I play oh, guitar. I play yeah. accordion. I played them all. Big, I played that little weird accordion, that little tiny one, not the big one you carry. That, uh, <laughs> so how do yeah. you guys know each other? You guys go to the... We same... are uh, relatives. Yeah. If you can tell by the... Uh, the you can tell by the hair. facial hair? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> facial hair. We both have the That's same... Uh, same color. Well, close to the same. No, actually, no. We have a different color. You can't tell us apart. No, you're right. I thought I was talking to twins. Uh, that's what. It, that's how it works. <laughs> twins with a weird coffin-shaped um, shelving uh, system coffin. behind you. Oh, that's where we just put our shrines. You put your shrine. You have a place for multiple shrines, or multiple it's a shrine. shrines. Of, you, you know, uh, you saying that you don't have a shrine room. You know, no, when I, you're do, walking I don't. I have a shrine, but I don't have a place to put all my shrines. Okay. okay. Say you're walking in the forest, right, and you come across mm-hmm. some frog legs, and you're like, "Man, that would make a nice shrine," and that's where it goes. Well, I wouldn't. I think <laughs> frog legs would be good to add to a shrine, but to create a shrine. Out of just frog legs. Well, no, I'm just saying that's an example of one of the shrine pieces. Yeah, you got to build it up <laughs> like like the hay arm. I thought you were saying the frog legs were the shrine as opposed to just being part of a shrine. No, no. <laughs> no, that'd this be is, weird. This is good <laughs> podcast. This is interesting. Hey, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, so what time is it there in East Texas? You guys are on uh, Central It is 12.47. And you got your workouts in before you started drinking? How you oh, did you yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I, I saw you guys on that uh, that Peloton. I saw you that. No, oh, <laughs> it's like, no, he was literally doing, away. He was like, "Oh, I got to get the nerves out." So he dropped and did, he did push-ups just to see? get the yeah. nerves out. That's what I want. I want to buy a super expensive bike and have someone yell at me to ride it. That's <laughs> what I want. But so uh, getting back to beer or yeah, where are you? Where are you? What do you guys want to talk? What? Where are you? Gonda nominated podcast. You're kidding. 
Congrats. No. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, all, all I don't even know what that world. is, but that's great. It's cool. <laughs> it is huge it is. in Uganda is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're huge. Congrats. Pretty in big Uganda, in Uganda. Pretty thanks. big in Uganda. They have a, we have a cult following there. What's the drunkest you've gotten uh, on during a podcast? Oh, man. Do, you, do we want to tell this story to Joe? Which one? Uh, have you already told this story? No. Uh, uh, no. Well, I mean, it was kind of live. That's probably we, two times. We've done a few interviews where we got a little too drunk. Uh, one only one turned out really bad because we got too drunk, and that was with uh, what's his what? Name? Oh, the skateboarder. Yeah, skateboarder. Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis. We, Did we Jason get that... his lit? Huh? Was Jason no, uh, drunk? No. Um, we had a buddy, <laughs> and we we will never invite a a guest buddy ever again. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. So he's an enabler. He he was like, it's party time. Well, yeah, uh, I think his friend just died from like a heroin overdose and he was just like depressed. He kept asking Jason Ellis if he could jump off of his roof. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that was was a turn off. Really? And he was just like, hey, Jason, if you keep working at it, you'll be a good skateboarder. (laughs) He He just didn't know who Jason Ellis was. He, he, was wasn't just, he wasn't just taunting him? No, he's just really no, stupid. No, well, who did your friend yeah. think you had on? You just had some <laughs> guy who kind of learned to know how to skateboard, not an expert? Well, he thought, it, he was like, who is that? That's just Tony Hawk's friend. We don't know who that is. That's just Tony Hawk's friend. And then you should have said, yeah, we got Tony Hawk's friend. <laughs> exactly. So let's show some respect. Show some respect. <laughs> uh, I shot a little thing with Tony Hawk uh for a while back uh and he's the nicest man and his wife is incredibly nice and uh we were in this little park and he decided to skate from the set back to the trailer and as you know if you're a very skilled uh skateboarder you can do that but he decided that he would just put two feet on the front of the board and ride all the way back just on two wheels and I'll never forget, as he's just zipping down this thing, going pretty fast, uh, one of the PAs goes, hey, 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 be careful. And, and I, was like, Tony I was like, Tony Hawk, you're yelling at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he's got this one. Yeah, you just told a 50-year-old man to uh, stop skateboarding in the park. <laughs> the guy who's the most famous skateboarder on the planet. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Maybe that's actually really So good. you got so drunk, that was Ellis pissed? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. happy. Well, yeah. I mean, like, the guy got so drunk, I kind of had to, like, strong arm him away. And while that was going That's on... That's a podcast. Yeah, dude. It's... So you manhandled your friend. <laughs> yes, in that interaction, he was like, what the fuck's going on? And he was like, see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, kind of dumped after that. Was Which, he you know, like, I don't in studio him. with you? Huh? Was he in studio? No, he wasn't. No, he's kind of doing a, a Skype call. Say, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like Skype. Okay, so he was just like, "I'm out," and he walked yeah, and away. then he talked about it uh, for about thirty minutes the next day, and just kind of shat on us. Well, he didn't shat on us. <laughs> yeah, on air, so, <laughs> he didn't uh, shit on us, but his co-host uh, shit on us. <laughs> so, so how about this? Uh, you asked yeah. us about our worst interview and our worst drunken time. What about yourself? What's your worst drunken time, and what's your worst interview? Well, I'm not really a interviewer. Okay. Uh, but I have interviewed people. I'm trying to think the worst. Yeah, I don't have like, like I was never uh, a traditional talk show host where I would have guests. I guess now on uh, Ken and I's podcast, yeah, podcast, but we but we know all the guests. Um, 
the oh well i would say okay so i was on the match game the with the amazing alec baldwin and this isn't a great drunk story but they uh <laughs> Well, it's better than ours already. Well, there was less manhandling and less, um, <laughs> less. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Probably more out of shape feelings. No, I. So I had never been on, and they're like, it's the evening, and they want the celebrities to feel good and loosen up. And they were like, would you, would you like some wine? And I was like, absolutely. They had a very nice wine there. They because they have high quality. Uh, products because the celebrities are like well that's a good one and i so they began they're like here's some wine i'm like great and we start shooting and then it, the taping takes more than half an hour because it, it, the whole thing has to be uh, assembled later and i was like oh i'll have another glass and then i realized i was there for two episodes and by the end of the first i was already on a mission uh to uh planet buzzed and yeah, uh and then so, and I was like, well, might as well keep going. And so by the end of the <laughs> evening, it was uh, dramatic how I was feeling. And I had to go to a dinner after that. And I went to this dinner and I was like, I'm just going to let you know. It's, I've already had a couple of, uh, I don't know how much, tankers full of wine. Yeah, and I felt so at the end of the dinner, I w it was way out in New York. It was eight miles away from my hotel. I was deep into Brooklyn and I felt so sort of like I got to clear my head. I walked eight miles back to my hotel. Oh, man. Because I was like, because I got to wait. I had to wake up really early and could catch a plane. I was just like, I'm not going to be. I do not want to be ill on a plane. So I walked. Uh, and that's my whole story. It ended <laughs> With a impromptu drunk exercise. Thank yeah. you. Ah, thanks for <laughs> sharing the story. You don't. Have, you can edit that down and get it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the biggest reasons why I searched you out and wanted you on the podcast is because a mm -hmm. picture of you started trending in the in the craft beer community, and it was a picture uh, featuring a Pliny the Elder behind you. Pliny yes. the Elder is, you know, obviously the best IPA in the world. Right? Double right. IPA, my double friend. IPA. Double IPA. Yes. I, let me <laughs> correct. Uh, well, I, <laughs> technically, I know, right? Technically, it's the second best because they're triple IPA, uh, uh, Pliny the Younger. And I think uh, beat it, beat it out by a couple of rankings or whatnot. Yeah, but that's but, go ahead. Uh, but well, that saying it's better. I the problem with the, Pliny the Younger is like having a wagyu steak, like a Japanese, where it's so rich you can't eat. Like you can, people can eat a New York steak because it's the kind of best combination of of uh fat and meat and uh texture but like the wagyu steak is so rich and you kind of like it's the blows you. that the younger is that the, i don't know if you've had it but they serve it in small cups because it's so big and it's so tasty but you and it's like 11 percent alcohol yeah so drinking glasses uh, of wine basically it's illegal to mail beer to texas and so we don't get a lot of the good stuff <laughs> what yeah yeah you'd be amazed and so you can whoa, whoa whoa you can't mail beer or you can't ship in beer well uh you're i think it's both i think it's illegal to ship beer to texas you can ship it out of texas but you can't you still can't ship it into and they just leak they just passed where you can ship it within the state because you still wow you even congrats guys welcome <laughs> yeah. welcome 
to the 21st century. This sucks, man. That's the one. That's is the it one because thing. beer makers are like they're they don't want that to happen because that there would. There's no telling know. if they just want us to no actually or some because the uh, yeah. the biggest you know uh, Stan Arnold's like the biggest uh, craft brewer in Texas. Uh, he's actually pushing for a lot of these laws, and he actually helped yeah. he actually helped get this uh, current one passed. So that's one. That I mean, the same thing happened with Dogfish Head uh, in yeah. Maryland, where there was all these antiquated laws on the books from like the 1700s. Yeah. And he knocked all those down, basically. I think only Pennsylvania is, they also have some really strange old liquor laws. But uh, the Dogfish Head guy, he got rid of them, basically, and became the hero of beer for the East Coast. But I like hearing that, you know, Texas constantly talks about, they're like, we're independent. We're our own oh. country. We're, well, we, we have a lot of independent beer companies. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you hear all this stuff about how like, oh, we're rebels. And it's like, yeah, uh, we can't have beer mailed to us. Yeah. Well, the problem <laughs> so, is we've got a lot of like super staunch old conservatives in power. And right. that's all. But you go like, keep, all right. So you got these. They want us to go to church every single day, you know, et cetera. So they think uh, that by so are you saying that by not mailing beer they're they're somehow winning the temperance movement argument because all you would do is just go buy regular Texas beer it just seems like a loophole that would be very exactly easy. I feel like it's it might be in place to well force us to buy locally or something yeah. like that, but, yeah. that on the flip sense. side though it'd be being friends with a I don't know if you remember John from Texas Big Beer who had a brewery yeah, over yeah, in yeah. Buna oh I remember John. No, I, <laughs> in general, yeah, of course. Texas Big Beer in Buna, uh, he was he was just making a statement that like a lot of these laws are kind of paid and bought by uh, Big Budweiser beer and yeah, by Budweiser and stuff to stop to stop the sale and distribution of um, more craft beer coming into the state. Oh yeah, they're terrified. They're I would agree with that. That's probably the best reason. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they're terrified because they're bottom line has been eaten into by all this independent beer and uh i i mean god this is why america is so great already uh because we can make our own alcohol and i mean we are in beer heaven we're in beer this is we never dreamt of a time that beer would be this good because our dads growing up had like three choices and uh once in a while they would be like i bought a chamay and uh you know like can you, well, i don't even know what this is it says chamay but uh it but now we live in beer I mean, we've never had better beer and we've never had a better selection it i this is it when they look back on however this country ends uh which will never end but when they look back on this age they're going to be like you would not believe what these people drank it was just the most wonderful time yeah, oh, we've yeah. done episodes based on because I mean we get some imports from overseas and whatnot, yeah, and we've um, tried some of the traditional like German beers. Yeah, and, and, stuff it like is. That. and the way that they have things set up over there is you are as a crafter you're forced to brew a certain way. So a lot of people after market are adding in like syrups, like Sprite, Coke. Like this one German lady I was talking to not long ago was saying that. That's exactly what they do is they have their beer and then they're like, oh, yeah, Coke and beer. You've never heard of that? Like, everybody drinks that. It's like, <laughs> but it's because their their normal, like, beers are just so, I don't know. Bland? Bland, yeah. Bland. Like, 
Like you they have. Oh, that's a good thing to. I would love to learn more about that. And I am yeah, it's not really, kidding. Really I mean, it is interesting that American, you know, well, a craft beer or the it came basically was invented in America in the last. I mean, I, I like to think it started with Red Hook in up in Seattle my hometown and uh i mean but they 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 really did all the, i remember boy in the early 90s starting to drink it and going like wait a minute what is this wonderful thing or hail's hail was the same they're not as they're not as prominent still but uh but it's great that there's i mean i think there were rules like that but i i yeah or europe is still like someone sent me like this is the finest i forget what it's called uh but they had a hard time getting it oh, and yeah, they gave yeah. it to me I can't remember. It always was competing with Pliny. And, uh, and then I had it and I was like, oh, it's fine. And so <laughs> that shows you my bias. But, you know, think about walking into a grocery I don't know what your grocery stores are there if you're in a dry county or something. But think about like when you walk into a grocery store and you see the beer selection in any grocery store now. It's all, I mean, even like the what you would think to be the blandest of grocery stores, you still can find great, great stuff. For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> for the most part. So, so here's a good question for you then. Um, what was like your first like introductionary like uh, craft beer that you tried that kind of like sparked your interest in it? Boy, no, I think it was Red Hook. Uh, uh-huh. That was the first time I started uh, drinking that kind of beer. And then Seattle was, uh, I, I think they were definitely ahead of the curve as far as beer. They... We were drinking a lot of, there was a lot of independent breweries and they exploded. And I think for a long time, Pike Place, uh, whether it was the Pike Place Brewery, Pike Place Market Brewery, uh, they had an IPA that I was just like, this is my favorite beer on the planet. That was a while. So when, and that was always in the grocery store. It's still there. The brewery's still there. I think they make great beer. But now, boy, you mean you can't walk two feet in Seattle without hitting a brewery. Oh yeah, and uh, like now there's a thing called Cloudburst that I love there. Uh, I think some of the finest beer on the planet is uh, Georgetown Brewing, Georgetown Brewery. Uh, they make Manny's Pale Ale and Lucille IPA, and all their beers are named after characters from Point Break. And uh, it, they've been around for a while, and for they were not bottling it until last year, so it was only growlers. And I would go up and visit my parents or my mother-in-law, and it was this great tradition of going to Georgetown Brewing, brewing and just standing in line with your growlers, and then you'd get them and then go sit in a boat. And uh, so uh, I could, yeah, so there was just, this, I went from the 90s all the way up into, uh, I don't know, I started doing the Georgetown thing in 2009 or something. They've been around for a while. Now, so are you an IPA guy? Yeah, and I know that now... I love how IPAs are not in fashion anymore. It's become, <laughs> the, it's become the buttery Chardonnay of the business, which I'm just like, nope, it's just good. And I'm still not convinced on the sours. There's a Russian yeah. River Brewing sour that I actually like, which is made in a Chardonnay barrel. Uh, but I'm still not, I, I, I love the innovation and I think, keeping yeah. it going is just keep trying. But uh, right now, I mean, that's, that's what I choose. We, uh, we tried a beer from uh, the Ingenious Brewing Company over here, and uh, they had probably one of the uh, coolest sours we've ever had. It was like a- The blueberry one? Or the uh, booberry? Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they conditioned a sour 
over a uh, blueberry cereal, and it was like blue and <laughs> marshmallow had a, it was it was good. it tasted like it tasted like drinking um milk like like the milk yeah, from blueberry yeah. yeah, it was actually pretty interesting weird wow i see that i love that innovation i don't know if i would like that but uh, the innovation <laughs> yeah, it's, is really, it really good it's like kind of the niche thing or whatnot so and then we also had uh szechuan sauce yeah, it was like the, this super thick the, green rick, sour it was like rick and morty, rick and morty. <laughs> it was it salty it was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it tasted exactly like it sounds. Wow. It tasted like Szechuan sauce. And it was East Texas raves. Cold. It was gross. <laughs> okay. But it was a I fun mean, beer. It was a fun beer to have. It was fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I bring on all the experimentation because, uh, yeah. There's a brewery in, uh, brooklyn called threes brewing company that uh it is so good every one of their beers i've tried i was just like why can't we have this in california also three magnets brewing in in olympia washington they took a bunch of obscure bands they weren't obscure but they didn't hit as big as nirvana and soundgarden and pearl jam and they made all these beers for like themed from these bands and I started collecting that. And so I, yeah, I, really I just, cool. it's just, I love the whole world of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a my dream. wife loves it. Just beer bottles everywhere. <laughs> just everywhere. Literally. See, that's our <laughs> really problem. For a while we kept stockpiling like all the empty beers that we had tried. My wife threw but, them away. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> my wife threw all my stuff away. I mean, it does would get to a point where you're just like, what are we doing? Are we running a recycling center here? <laughs> yeah, I guess or, so. Can I do something with these? Because well, are you going to look longingly back on the time you drank that, I don't know, that the booberry sour and go? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's alcoholism talking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. It was like, what did you, why, why did you, when did you realize you're an alcoholic? Oh, I had saved 3,000 bottles of empty beer. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I was talking to Joel McHale. He made me look at all the stuff. Yeah. Life. He made me come to terms with it. Yeah. I was saving them in hopes that sip was left. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that would be a very good sip. After, <laughs> after it sat there and open, yeah. it's helped, helped to get sure. through the quarantine. So, so. I have so, to make sure uh, I'm uh, I'm not off schedule here. What's right. the, what? What is your schedule, by the way? I have so another. Can... Uh, let's see. I have an interview at 11:30. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, and I should, you know take uh five minutes before that so i can relieve myself yeah 48 year old man who is constantly peeing uh okay so anyway you want want to get into some of your work uh let's get into some of my work this is interesting or we can just talk about beer because that's something else i love (laughs) yeah have you had have you had mckellar uh which is out of yes we actually we've actually had mckellar on the on the show, I had to go to uh, New Orleans. I had to New Orleans. I had to go to Louisiana to buy it though, because they they bring they, it in over because there. Because they won't. Got to go pick fucking mail it to Texas. No, <laughs> we got to go pick them up. Uh, he, he's gotten great. some from uh, Florida as well, so it's it's cool to get some here and there. Why know? don't you guys break these laws down? Why don't you do something about it? <laughs> I thought about it. I think about it all the time. <laughs> You find out what the laws are, get into it, call a couple of breweries and go, hey, we're trying to knock this law down. 
I wonder so, if Dan Crenshaw. No, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I just want to know, like, if, with the, if you knock this law down, you're like, well, we, try, we knocked it down and all Texas beer stopped. <laughs> yeah, we, we just we, we ruined the whole market because they began. Uh, I mean, there's man. really no excuse for him to be doing this shit. It really is. Yeah. No, it just sounds like it's old. Uh, and- so I do have a bunch of random questions I want to uh, throw at you before we Let's continue. hear them. Okay, yeah, quick, so quick uh, is Joe McHale a cornhole champion? I am, yes, definitely. Um, I, I, for that one camp out, yes, I won. <laughs> My friend Molly and I were teammates, and we won in a big way. Awesome, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we, my kids and I love the cornhole, and uh, I feel, and I, like now, because watching ESPN is now the greatest I love it so much because they're just showing reruns of cornhole championships <laughs> and axe throwing. And so I thought they need to combine those definitely. And then yesterday, no joke. And I, it didn't seem like that much of a joke, but it was um, slippery stair competition on ESPN where wow. they, where they have basically a flight of stairs that's ice and kids like young kids in full you know, helmets and stuff. They're trying to get up the stairs and whichever team gets up first wins. And I was just like, we live yeah, in a glorious time. Really worried for a second there. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah go, go on. Yeah. Get up the stairs. Get up, get up uh, if you All were right. to cast Ken Jong in the uh, Tiger King movie, would you cast him as Kelsey Saffrey or John Finley? Well, probably Saf. Uh, but Ken would have to lose 150 pounds. <laughs> at least just to get uh, a believable shape so uh uh dan hammond would be a good i'd say uh campaign manager i think he kind of looks like that guy a bit uh dan hammond hammond yeah is that what yeah. is it yeah who's dan hammond no uh rick and morty guy he oh dan harman harman yeah dan harman guys <laughs> <laughs> you guys got that Harman. research down. <laughs> Dan Hammond? Now, <laughs> now what about Donald Gloner? Does Donald yeah. Gloner? <laughs> how is he? Oh, uh, God. That was good, Dan. <laughs> Dan Hammond, creator of Rick and Marty. Yeah, the, the short swan shots. Can't wait to tell him this. Oh, shit. Okay, thanks, God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> moving on. Favorite moving Nickelback on to song. Well re- another well-researched question. All right, go ahead, Dan Hammond. A uh, favorite Nickelback song. Oh, I uh, all of them. No, I uh, boy, no, I don't have one. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> I can. Uh, I can tell you. No. All right. No, I'm not going to. Okay. So I was going to say, um, where'd you draw inspiration for Johnny Cage and the uh, Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, I drew, uh, I drew inspiration yeah, like, for Johnny Cage for the Mortal Kombat movie by studying Johnny Cage from the okay. Mortal Kombat video game. <laughs> nice. Good and, stuff. And Nickelback songs. Uh, <laughs> boy, I, um, uh, yeah, no, that's what I did. Uh, they, they, uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, knew the game and I knew what his, uh, you know, his kind of MO was. And, uh, and I just decided, you know, they, as they directed me, I was like, I'll just make him the most confident, clueless, arrogant, 
but somewhat like curious about a few things guy. Uh, yeah, and then, sure. you know, I trained for two years in martial arts so I could do it in the sound booth as I was recording the voice. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I don't know. It's the most violent uh, animated movie in uh, this year. So yeah, so check yeah. It out. How was, um, how was voice, voice acting versus just acting, period? Less uh, did makeup. Did you prefer that or? Uh, I got to wear shorts. And uh, no, do I prefer it? I like it all. I mean, I... I love acting, so I, I'll do it anyway. And I think voiceover acting is really fun. And you're just in, in voiceover acting, you're not really, you know, you're not in control. You do you do what you do as much as you can in the booth, and they they do all the real work and okay. put together an animated movie, and your voice yeah. is just there. So uh, it was really fun. And uh, when I finally saw what the gra the movie looked like, I was even more excited because it was wonderfully stylized and they didn't pull any punches for the violence, which I was worried that they would turn it into a kid's movie or something PG-13. But the whole time, they were like, no, no, this is going to be rated R. And it's going to be... Uh, uh, and that's I think that's, you know, because the game is pretty intense. So that's I like that version of it. I did not want it to be like the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Exactly. Man, I, uh, I mean, I really love the Mortal Kombat series. I've played it since I was a kid. So yeah, I, I appreciate the work that you did. So I am. Thank you. I played it so much as a kid, the stand up game. And then, you know, the latest version is beautiful. Yeah, uh, I'm 11. terrible at it. I can't, you know, <laughs> well. the, the number of moves, you know, that I mean, it's just like when I play Madden with my 12 year old and like, he knows so many more things than me that I it's hard for me to even keep up. With Johnny Cage, just spam the uh, the crotch punch over and over. That's all. <laughs> yes, uh, that's pretty great. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it's it's real. Th I'm very proud of it, and I think people can dismiss. I was like, it's a video game animated. I don't think so. I was like, check it out. Check well, out the first in, five. In the minutes. video game crowd, like the video game community, it's actually like huge right now. Oh, it's, great! It's, yeah, it's going real big. I, so that makes me very happy and i kept swearing and they i think they kept a number of them in because i was like what do we what do you care they're like no, people they getting they're yeah. beheaded in the thing and so they left a couple of f-bombs and and uh so i was very happy so, what a weird uh, thing to be happy about live action ninja mind movie would you play would you reprise the role of johnny cage yeah, but I don't think that I'll be on that list. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm a little too old, and uh, you know they're going to go with a movie star for that. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to go with the host of Card Sharks. Uh, but uh, but maybe if they run out of money or they lose a bet, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Well, they already have your number, so they got my number. Yeah, yeah. and I can zoom with anybody. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do appreciate it man yeah. thank you for taking time out of your day for sure you are you know, uh you you are a okay. part of the uh one of the best tv series you know i've ever seen in my life the great indoors <clears throat> uh Mila murphy's law <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh i did work with candace bergen one time she was amazing uh but uh no i i have not I, yeah why didn't they ask me to be on the reboot of murphy's law what the hell what what's up Wait, they're rebooting it? What happened? They already did, and then it went away. Oh, well, there you go. It was uh, made by uh, Dan Hammond. Oh. <laughs> did you, were you able to? Did, never gonna, I'll never financially recover. Did you work with you Weird Al at all? never recover from this. <laughs> did you work with Weird Al at all uh, during Milo Murphy's Law? Uh, oh, um, no, uh, I have met him. 
uh, and he's uh, way too nice to be as famous and cool and powerful and and uh, talented. So he, uh, so I've met him a couple of times, and his wife is lovely. Uh, so uh, no, but we were never we were never in the same room. Yeah, I, I I listened to him and Paula Abdul for the first thirteen years of my life. Look at you. And that's you it. Are, you are a very interesting <laughs> man. That's what's your favorite Paula Abdul song? Uh, opposites attract. Man, they just rolled right off your tongue. <laughs> uh, well, I couldn't think of, think of the other one. It was like, what did you think of DJ Scat Cat? He's the best. Well, of course, good answer. <laughs> you should play him in the reboot. I really play should DJ. play an animated cat in the reboot of a music video. Okay. <laughs> it's be based. It should be a movie based solely on the cat. You'd voice them. I would do, do little, that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Do people are, jingles here people and there. are screaming for that. They want that. <laughs> they definitely um, are asking so, for that. So a while back, it was, what, last year? You were also in the uh, Fortnite Pro-Am, right? Yeah, I did that the last two years in a row. Poorly. Two years. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. Uh, so, I was really bad at it. My kids, they were really, they're very good at it. And... I would play with them and my older kid was like, dad, look, I'm not that great at Fortnite, but you are terrible. <laughs> and so it, it was like this weird coach. Like he was like, but he was using tough love on me. He'd be like, then they were giving me, they would do they were, I was like, so when I get in the game and, and then they, they saw the list of players and they were just like, you don't have a chance. I was like, so what should I do? And I was like, they're like, hide, just hide as long as you can. Uh, and but you could see that it was like I don't know how to describe it like some private in a in a war who did not have enough like in World War One they were just throwing bodies and they <laughs> like people who had two weeks of training just like get in there and they were like oh boy this guy he's so dead he doesn't know what he's saying he's dead all right next guy <laughs> so I killed a person I killed a, a someone in the first one and they were so relieved they were like hey you didn't embarrass us and yeah like, it wasn't welcome. too bad yeah and so yeah it was really fun I love the game is so popular it's crazy and now of course video games never been more popular in the history of the planet so i've got a i've got two more things i, I just want to uh, get out real quick um 11 17 i should leave in about mm, five minutes five minutes okay right, um so you once uh, you you're beer you're a beer guy so you know that certain <laughs> styles be. i'm on the beer podcast <laughs> so you know that certain styles age poorly right yeah Loggers. Well, there's a story that says that you once traded a two-year-old IPA for a uh, for beers at a brewery. You've traded a two-year-old Pliny the Elder uh, <laughs> to to this beer. It was it was it was amongst the uh, the picture that was trending in the craft beer community. And they're like, "Yeah, he's a cool guy. We traded some beers uh, from my brewery, but he he sent me a two-year-old Pliny." What? I don't even remember this. When was this? Well, I, he didn't say when. He just said you did it. What brewery? Uh, he didn't say that either. <laughs> so maybe he's just talking random. Yeah, this is, well, you've got your facts all down, officer. Well, no, uh, I'm asking you for the facts. Oh, it, I don't remember this. Uh, okay. So I've given a lot of beer away. And so it sounds like he was upset. I would love <laughs> to know. 
uh, who it was. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember it really. Well, let's come, let's do this again. And you talk to the guy and okay. we'll get him on. We'll have him on together and we'll talk about it. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll, I'm, I, I find I'm posting this in that form and he can see that. He, yeah. He tell had... him and then go like, this guy doesn't even remember me. What a jerk. I <laughs> agree. I agree. First he sent me a two-year-old beer. And then he sent me a two-year-old beer. Uh, yeah. No, I have found with Pliny though. I know that Pliny's like, drink it fast, drink it fresh hops die or whatever and i have had older ones and uh, pretty damn good well uh, you know you know ipas because i can't mail it to you yeah true yeah hey if you if you label it as uh as essential oils you can oh yeah <laughs> it is essential oil. that's the that's the loop what were you gonna say about ipas oh uh ipas originally were made right that way to lose because you know it was to survive the shipment to India, yeah. right? Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, thank God for England's occupation of India. It born a great beer. Uh, sorry, India. No. Uh, yeah. No. That's ex that's exactly right because when they put in the barrels, it was unfinished and it finished around the Horn of Africa. Yeah. And when it got there, they had something brand new and way more alcoholic. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing though, is like with, with current IPAs, they don't really hit them that high for the aging process to really uh, just, you, you don't lose the hops uh, right. back then as you that do makes, now. Makes sense. I think, what? I think IPAs have to be like 18% to age or something crazy oh, like that. Really? Yeah. 18 oh, or yeah. When does it become barley wine? When does it technically stop being beer? I think it's a whole different style in general. <laughs> uh, all, yeah i just remember going like uh, having a my first barley wine it was 14 percent, and i was like this is jeez yeah yeah barley wine's a big beer man so so besides the number one or number two ipa in the world are there any ipas that you personally would like you know recommend oh i think three's brewery in brooklyn is outstanding i think uh uh three magnets i like the word three in my beers uh three magnet brewery and um Olympia, Washington, and then Cloudburst, and of course, Georgetown Brewing, which I've already mentioned up in Seattle. You can clearly tell I enjoy Seattle beers. I drink a lot when I'm there. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, no, I don't like that beer. Well, I have already said McKellar. I love. I'm trying to think of what's in my fridge right now. Oh, I love that um, Sexual Chocolate by Foothills Brewery. Uh, that stuff is great. Uh, Foothills is really good uh, brewing. I, I still love Dogfish Head. Uh, the 60-minute IPA is yeah. oh, wonderfully yeah. balanced, and uh, you can get that almost anywhere now, thank God. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty localized here, too. But, you know, in my – but, you know, in my – whenever I do stand-up, I always include in my rider that, were like, you have to get a local six-pack of beer and uh, an IPA, and I have learned about a lot of great beer that way. Man, that's interesting. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, I have one more actual question lot. before we, you know, trail off. Uh, yeah. The, <clears throat> what is the initiation process like for joining the Illuminati? Oh, it's very hard. Uh, first of all, you have to make um, like 30 or 40 tiny incisions uh, on your forearms. And uh, then they have to, then you take uh, uh like a how you know what a cornichon pickle is the little french pickles oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, you gotta rub those all over those incisions then 
you uh, put together like pretty a pretty traditional resume with a cover letter and where it says education uh you say uh the school of life and so that's part of it and uh, oh, wow, yeah. so then after that then you you mail that off to uh, the Illuminati is located, as you probably know, in North Dakota, where they have a lot of, uh, you know, it's easy for businesses to be there. Well, there uh, is a portal. There's a portal in Georgia at the Georgia Grindstone. So that's bullshit. And uh, <laughs> then after that, uh, you um, then you have to take, get footage of you uh, hunting uh, a human being. Well, that's legit. <laughs> it's that is really, facts. the last part is you know obviously the most involved most involving definitely yeah. um I, I just you know I, I had a feeling uh ever since i seen you and you know ken jong became friends and i know ken jong a part of the hangover series is definitely illuminati and so uh yeah. I, oh yeah definitely yes, yeah we're all yes thank god ever. uh and yeah when we became friends you mean 11 years ago when we met yes yeah, yes yeah. yeah that's yeah well that's i, I, I noticed away. you started growing your hair out uh, two from Spider-Man two. And yes. Since then, I have not touched it since 2005. It is slow going. <laughs> and I, I felt, I felt like that was a big Illuminati decision on, on their part. Yeah. It sucks. Cause I have no choice. Like what I'm wearing, what I'm sitting in, whatever this thing is behind me, I have no choice. Man, My, there's a, there's a guy right here ready to kill me inside of here. <laughs> it's just going to pop down. Any Stay time. in there, Bill. <laughs> uh, but guys, I have to go. Uh, I understand. This was too much fun. As oh, I yeah. it was yeah. too much fun. Well, uh, I did that as well. So. But uh, let. Why don't you tell me before I leave uh, what top two beers right now? I don't know if I can get them in California, but what is the thing if it somehow magically could be transported to my home? What should I get? Um. Jesus. Okay, Jabberwocky uh, by uh, yeah. Lone Pipe Brewing Company is one of the best IPAs that we've had on the show. Okay. Yeah, if you like IPAs, you'll like Jabberwocky. Yeah. Okay. Good. Jabberwocky is a solid one. And then we drink a lot of seasonal beer, so I got to think of something pine. that can be. I was going to say, say Lone, Lone Pine. Lone Pipe? Wait, hold on. Lone Pint. Lone Pint. Okay. Pint Jabberwocky beer. Okay. And what's the other one? And you I give gonna, one. I was going to say the uh, Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk. Okay, who makes that? That's a uh, New Holland. New Holland. Yeah. Dragon's Milk. That's a solid. Uh, it's a solid uh, stout. That's a great name too. That's a pretty popular one too. Dragon's Milk. That became. That was really popular. I know last year, and they have a lot of uh, variants. You got that uh, bourbon barrel aged stout, seventeen percent alcohol. Dear Lord. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be a wonder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, guys, I deeply love you both. I have three and a half minutes before uh, I can I get on this thing, and uh, let me just say that uh, ever since we found out we were first cousins, I just it just makes me feel like. Uh, I'm from Texas as well. And as you can see, I look like I am. It's You're an same. honorary Texas. I mean, we all, we all three look related in some way. Yeah. All right. All, go, you just uh, got to go outside and shoot your gun now. And definitely. You'll, uh, you'll be christened. We definitely the share the similar skin I blow skin up a howitzer every morning in my house. <laughs> okay. <yeah>. Great. <laughs> Thank you so Have much, Joel. Uh, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. I wish it could go longer. I really would. But uh, let's do it again. 
Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's really fun. I'll come back on. Let's talk Thanks, about beer. Man. Sweet. Appreciate it. God bless you guys. That's opinions and beer, everybody. Saying opinions and beer. Hey, Good that's night. the second Mortal Kombat Illuminati to yeah, do that. There you go. Holy crap. We just interviewed Joe McHale. Holy crap. We just interviewed Joe McHale. That's right. For those that don't know, that I'm Adam. I'm Eamon. We are Opinions and Beer. We said it a million times. Uh, you just listened to our interview with Joe McHale. And now we're going to get into the beer that will be representative of this episode. I think some would even refer to it as the beer of the day. It is. Today's beer of the day is Carol Did It by Buxton Brewing Company. This is a raspberry mango wheat at 5.3% ABV with 15 IBUs. I fucking love it. The name of this beer is Carol Did It. Yes. <laughs> so if, if you don't know what that is in reference to, people, uh, obviously the hugely popular uh, oh Netflix documentary, uh, the what is it? Tiger King and I? Tiger King. No, no. Tiger, Tiger King? King and I is the episode that Joe McHale. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so Tiger King. The Tiger King episode, probably the first or second one goes into depth about um, some of the history of Carol Baskin and uh, throws a little bit of shade and tries to bring a little bit of light to the situation uh, surrounding her... Um, her late husband's disappearance. There's not even confirmation that he's dead. He's just missing. Missing. And he's been missing. In for, Cuba, right? I don't know what they said. Well, they said that um, I can't remember that there was, was a plane filled up and that it looked like it took off and then crashed or some shit on the way to Cuba. Um, but I feel like I feel like most everyone does whenever we say that's bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. People don't. No, that doesn't happen. That shit like that. I mean, okay, that's a misstatement. It does happen, but probably not in this circumstance. So, yeah, motherfucking, motherfucking. <laughs> Carol did it. Carol did it. I said Carol did it now. And look, maybe raspberry. Raspberry represents the blood of her husband. <laughs> May. <laughs> Mango represents. No, it fucking represents the weird wine that her and her new husband drink while they're. Is that what it on, is? On leashes together. Is that? Shit. Oh, really? Mango. <laughs> mango represents the color of the lion. <laughs> the, the tiger. The tiger. God damn it. <laughs> liger. The liger. So yeah, there was actually a weird stigma. Did you notice that whenever like watching the uh, series that there's like a weird stigma against ligers? Like people are saying that it's like inhumane to breed ligers. Oh really? Like, the, yeah, the old shit that like Napoleon Dynamite, you know, talked about ligers. <laughs> uh, so they're both like a cross between a lion and a tiger. It's my favorite. Yeah, ligers my favorite. It's my favorite in the world. <sighs> ligers. So um. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> You're a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, have you, you been have you been catching up on older shows during this mess? Um, I'm not gonna lie. Most of the, most of my time has been spent uh, training for uh, gaming. Okay, training, yeah. training yes. for gaming. But I did get to uh, like I've been watching a lot of uh, like YouTube videos on like uh, um, like garden growing and stuff like that because people like. During, during the quarantine and stuff like that, uh, 
from here on out, um, I know that like the food industry is essential, but like if you're worried about what's going on Texas with your opens this, this Thursday, yeah. is what they're saying. Well, they, I saw an article this morning. This is takes place Supposedly, in 2020. What, the restaurants <laughs> are already open. Yeah, uh, it, it may be weird listening to this podcast episode a little bit later, but uh, if you didn't know, uh, the coronavirus was pretty rampant for the past like uh, two or three months. It's during the time of this recording. Yes, and it's. I mean, they say that it's starting to slow down, but uh, you know. Well, well, if you're listening to this at a later date, you you already know. Yeah, you, you, you already you know. already know. So, and knowing's half the battle. GI Joe, <laughs> throwback man. I want I wanted to do so much throwbacks with Joe McHale. I wanted to ask him. Oh, there was so I know there's uh, so I much to, <laughs> that we could have talked about. Uh, but I wanted to ask him if he because uh, he's done game shows in the past, like he, like he mentioned Card Sharks and whatnot. Yeah, some other he's stuff. done a lot of. Uh, I wanted to ask him if they ever rebooted. Uh, Russian roulette, our friend or foe, and I'm sure he doesn't know which either of them are. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What Russian that would have been the fun I've heard part. Of friend or foe, so uh, Russian roulette is where like you have to answer questions. If you get enough questions right, you're you're you have like this thing under you that locks, and then a red circle goes around the people that answer less questions, and it will stop. And basically drop them to their deaths. <laughs> to their deaths. That's I assume a, it's their deaths. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you don't see do. them. They just disappear I mean, in a I hole. Mean, the, the, things have broken down into anarchy right now. Why not have some Roman calls? Soft <laughs> humor. It's, oh, we just got to get inmates, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, friend or foe, you answer questions with a teammate, and then it's like a game of rock paper scissors of whether or not you split the money, no one splits the money, or someone takes the money very and the 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 hosts were always fun to uh, watch i think joe McHale would bring a a a charm to those shows if they ever brought it back so um yeah he's he's definitely uh captain america-esque type guy yeah he's in star girls star girl as starman as starman which is i i mean i it looks like the dc universe version of captain america as as far as the the character's design goes like he it's almost like spot on imagery of the old captain america uh, outfit so um one second i let me grab somebody real quick he's adam's grabbing someone real quick oh my god who's that hold me now I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking, baby, six feet ain't so far down. You know, you know who this is? Is that a masked singer? <gasps> well, it's me. It's it's your co-host. <laughs> but yes, I was a masked singer. Everybody <laughs> throwing those references. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're trying to throw in as many things as we can that we missed <laughs> out. <laughs> All the Here's Johnny. Here's yeah. Johnny. But anyways, you want to try this beer? Uh, yeah. So wait, before we get into it, uh, what's your personal opinion on Carol? Do you think that? Oh, she yeah. did it, or man. And I, oh, I wanted to tell him, hey, Joel, if you're watching this, rewatching this, and you're seeing this part. Oh if yeah, you made, he's definitely rewatching <laughs> this right now. If you made it past your particular section, <laughs> the interview, and you're here with us. Uh, Carl Bros. Whenever you, whenever you film, and I know you're going to be the the creator of it, 
You have to be. Whenever you film a Tiger King movie, please consider casting Jan Broberg as Carol Baskins. I really <laughs> think she would. She I think she'd do it. Kind of look like a. And I think she would. No, she's a she's a nominated fucking award winning artist. So yeah, she's a, yeah, she's actor, an actor actor, actor and and uh, I think it'd be. <laughs> I think the like, irony of having someone from last year's Carol did it from last year's biggest uh, <laughs> documentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, Netflix style. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. So I'm gonna try this beer. He just took a sip. I'm gonna. I did. Um, it's actually very uh, like the wheat is coming through good, but I like I didn't realize that you said this was a wheat ale yeah. or whatever. And, Raspberry uh, mango. It uh, it's definitely a nice like. I like the okay. Coloration. The problem with wheat beers is there the wheat is almost always like too overpowering, like way too overpowering. And it's um, built fulling, huh? It's so, so filling. Yeah, super, super duper filling. It always tastes like bread. It's like wheat, wheat beers always taste like, like wheat, <laughs> like super wheaty. The, the, the flavor from the wheat, uh, really, really, uh, uh, Takes away yeah, yeah. the other flavors. I was trying to think of a good symbiote. <laughs> I like how you built that up. It was like symbiotic. Power up. Okay, yep. Symbi- It was symbiotic. They're, it's very symbiotic in the beer, and it uh, strips some of the flavors that will come from the raspberry or mango. Uh, out of raspberry and mango, which one are you pulling from this beer? Um, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I do taste a little. In the aftertaste, I'm tasting some of the raspberry. Um, I'm not well. I got the mango too. It's uh, it's got both raspberry and mango, so that's hard to do, uh, especially in a wheat beer because there's also a whole lot of weed in it. So <laughs> uh, I like how the coloration is a slight. It's like a slight pinkish color. It's like an orange pinkish color. That of mango. I mean, it's hard. To, well, okay. If I look at it like this, it doesn't look nearly as pink as when I'm looking at through these shades. For me, it's, uh, it's orange, but it does have a tint of like that, like pink purple, yeah, like raspberry, raspberry like the raspberry color. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes you wonder how much they funneled in of the raspberry mango test. So uh, it's rated 15 IPUs. IBUs. Again, I'm having some problems today, you are. my guy. <laughs> uh, 15 IBUs. Yeah, so it's, very low hops, uh, and we you know you don't taste any hops in this one. It's very it's a very smooth, very smooth, clean a beer uh, finish taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh there's no hops on the tongue at all. I don't I, I don't even know why I even. Yeah, <laughs> no, like for real. Like usually these types of beers have a super strong aftertaste and a super strong taste just period and uh i am because of that like it makes me like not a huge fan of wheat beers um and i'm not gonna lie this isn't really changing my opinion on yeah that. no but like it isn't bad in comparison to a lot of the other beers so yeah um you know what buxton Carol, Carol buxton makes a good beer you know they make really good beer but they they're a newer brewery and so they have some beer styles they haven't really quite perfected yet, and that's nothing on them. But uh, this particular beer, I may give a maybe a five, five out of ten. See, and that's the thing. Bad. Like, okay, smooth. personal preference. Like, it's 
it's not high up there. It's probably, you know, for me, like, it's similar, like, four or five. Yeah. I'll say 4.5 on the taste scale that hey, I enjoy. But, well, like, overall, I'm going to rank it probably a uh, 6.5 because the process in brewing this and getting that flavor to come through in a wheat beer is not an easy thing to do. Like, it really isn't, so... Um, I do have, let's, let's go ahead and I'm, I, I, I have one can of this left. I want to go ahead and, uh, and do a try of this. This is their slow, it, re- it released the same time as Carol did it. And this is what you said, Buxton. Yeah, this is Buxton again in Nederland, Texas, Buxton okay. Brewing. This is slow drip stout, coffee stout. Now the, the title of this uh, episode will be Carol did it, but we, uh, we will review this beer. This slow drip coffee stout is 9%. And is nine percent in alcohol by volume with forty four IBUs. Uh, this was brewed with a um, with coffee from a local coffee source in Nederland, Texas. So it's brewed on top. So so Walmart. <laughs> nah. Nederland they have a they have like a coffee shop or something. Do they? I think Nederland has a coffee shop. It's kind of like um, a lot of these coffee shops. I don't know how they're doing it, but they get a lot of uh, their own. They're like making their own grind grounds very odd like Re- like reverend coffee in town they have their own grounds they they sell reverend coffee in town where's that it's like next to ace hardware oh oh yeah 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 I they have they, they make their own co- i don't know where they get it they have their own coffee though well they grow it do they, they grow, grow it they grow where and then they make it where are they growing this coffee how do you grow how do you grow coffee that watch some youtube coffee videos beans. yeah you have to beans. grow coffee beans you have to grow a lot of coffee beans huh um, farm of it and somewhere i don't know maybe we should talk to yeah the coffee people <laughs> we the should local coffee people yeah. and ask about because i mean like i know it's not beer but yeah i mean we can't deny that uh a good portion of the craft community right now inject coffee into yeah, their beers do. anyway so i mean if you're trying to like come up with your own home brew or craft brew why not try and do you know local Locally bond or locally farmed uh, coffee as well. That that'd be. It sounds to me pretty cool. I'd so try. let's let's try this here. Coffee okay. Stout. All right. And you said this is a nine percent slow drip coffee stout. Forty four IBUs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, it's probably one of the coffeeest coffee sounds yes. i've ever had like and that's not an exaggeration like it tastes like black coffee like exactly most of these beers are coffee with or excuse me are are like stouts or porters with a strong hint of like old coffee but this straight up tastes just like coffee like yeah, yeah man this one for me, and I'm, man, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a sucker for these coffee beers. And obviously, me and Eamon, I don't know if Eamon shares the same sentiment as I do. Well, of coffee, of coffee, but I don't know if you say, I don't know if you share the same sentiment with coffee beers, though. So, so, um, I'd actually kind of like to promote a weird thing that I found at the store there, okay? Because I haven't, like, because of quarantine, I haven't been able to get out to like the beer stores as much. So we've been kind of getting a little bit more liquor. Uh, all of Texas, it's kind of crazy. Supposedly, this is like 
the the most liquor that's ever been sold in in Texas yeah. is going on right now. So uh, one of the ones I'd like to show is a uh, uh, a new new limited edition uh, Jameson. That's uh, it's actually a cold brew coffee uh, oh, really? Jameson with uh, it's like got. And as soon as I tasted it, I was like, dude, this tastes like a fucking craft beer because it, it tastes like a bourbon barrel aged out because it's got oak flavors and it's got dark chocolate and the cold brew coffee. So it's like, I mean, that's like three quarters of the beers that we've tried, of the stouts anyways, that we've tried. So uh, that's a good one to look into. Um, that tastes more like whiskey than, uh, than coffee in comparison to this pretty awesome beer that yeah this one's a solid one for me uh obviously one of my favorite coffee beers of all time is rev coffee stout which is a coffee stout brewed uh on rev coffee uh, i wish i knew the name of the coffee company that they are using to brew the coffee on so i could give them a shout out yeah but i know but uh this is a this is really good the ibus at 44 what's weird is that this the coffee is standing out a little more, um, a little more than uh, than beer. Like I don't taste than beer. beer. At all. I taste it tastes like they put. What's weird is though the IBUs. Can, the IBUs are forty four. Or Rev wasn't there. I think their IBUs were like two hundred or two hundred. Right? It's like some crazy. The bitterness scale on their beer was way crazier than this forty-four. And this, it's, it's and not. This is, it's. I think that's an accurate representation. But you know what? It's not that bitter. I think. Like, I think maybe that one's using actual hops plus coffee. This one seems like it might be relying solely on the coffee for the for the bitter profile. Yeah. So to give a taste comparison for those of you at home that can't taste this, I. Most of the the coffee beers that we try taste like uh, good, strong, cold brews and or like uh, just super, super deep, strong, dark coffee blends, right? Whereas this, I mean, drinking this beer straight, it tastes like a, uh, (laughs) I don't know, I I don't want to shit on it too much. I want to say like, just like a normal, like Maxwell House coffee or something. Yeah, like, you know, just (laughs) normal ass coffee that you'd get from... Local, but it's nine percent, uh, and that's actually higher than a lot of the other coffee beers. Uh, the other coffee beer is like seven, so at least it's. I mean, it's it's higher than other coffee stouts uh, sitting there at nine percent in the area, not in general, but in the area, higher than the average coffee stout. Um, I'm gonna give this an an eight point five out of ten because that's that's my bias. <laughs> that's my bias to um, coffee stouts. So I'm I'm not gonna lie, I don't necessarily like i am kind of a coffee uh what is it uh connoisseur connoisseur yes i'm a coffee connoisseur Connoisseur. or should i say a cafe cornisaur cornisaur um that's a throwback joke to where i fucked up earlier so a coffee connoisseur and i would say that this isn't um i I do prefer those kind of uh shittier darker stronger bold uh coffees compared to the waffle house coffee maybe i need to put some uh <laughs> creamer and sugar in here and then we'll uh it'll be great it'll be great I <laughs> so um yeah i'm gonna give it a uh solid six solid six, six. but that's Good personal job. preference personal like preference. 
obviously if if i were to say the process like i said it would be like well, probably nine on my process because like getting being able to get coffee to come through in the flavor this strong is is really impressive it really is so and this is just one of our local brewers like yeah like craft beer is I, coming a long I kinda, way i kind of really, wish really fast. i kind of wish i would have grabbed a beer that um from this particular company because i used to live in Nederland, i think back in the day mm-hmm. um okay. Uh, I wish I would have grabbed a beer that would have spoken to you a little bit more. They have they have, they have solid IPAs and whatnot. This is just what I had in the fridge. Uh, uh, mid Mid County Madness. Just the- is probably one of the ones. Uh, bleed Bleed Purple and White or Golden Black is is the two the two main ones they're going to be uh, having to work on if they want to get into my soul. Okay, but uh, uh, solid beers. You know, you heard our different perspectives on these beers. You heard our interview with Joe McHale. It was. A phenomenal yeah, interview a for what really, we were able to do, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, we did have time constraints, but I mean, even with the time constraints, we covered a lot of a lot of shit. I know. I mean, and we had a list, and I was like, oh, you know, I sometimes I I probably did force. I I kind of uh, certain things were laid out to where they're they were supposed to play out in yeah. uh, like a bit format where like it was supposed to be this and then this, and due to ki- time constraints. Um, well, I mean, also we've got to talk about how much of like observational humor, like Joel McHale does, like that's his thing is like, you can bring up a topic to that guy and he's gonna, he's gonna talk about what he wants to talk about. Like there was, there's no stopping him. And, uh, he, he proved it. It was a really good interview. I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I hope he enjoyed it as well. So yes, it was a super good interview. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree? Uh, I think that's uh, just my opinion. Just your opinion. Yeah. What do you agree? Well, guess what? This time's a little different because we truly don't give up. We are a million.